888-835-2414. This is Blogging with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Blogging with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Summer from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 359. We're going to be talking about 21 ways to become a better blogger. Yes, I said 21. The fact is this. There are so many things that we can do to improve what we do as bloggers. No blogger is perfect and there's always room for improvement. So today, I'm going to break down three different areas where we can improve. And in those three different areas, I'm going to be sharing seven tips each for a total of 21 different tips that you can take action on. But don't worry, the goal is not for you to go walk away and try to do all 21 of these things. That would be crazy talk. The goal is for you to pick two or maybe three things to work on and see real results. Tips that I've learned from over 10 years of blogging and helping so many bloggers in different niches. So becoming a better blogger, that's what we're going to be talking about today. How are you doing? I hope you are having an amazing week. And if you aren't having an amazing week, I hope that by the end of this episode, you feel just, you know, a little more amazing than you did when we started. This is Leslie Samuel here. This is episode number 359 so you can find the show notes at becomeablogger.com slash 359 i'm just going to jump into the content today we're going to be talking about 21 different ways that you can become a blogger now i want to no not become a blogger become a better blogger you're already a blogger and you want to be better at what you do so This is going to be in three different areas, all right? Area number one, we're going to be talking about attracting a larger audience and providing value. I kind of put this as one area because we're going to be attracting a larger audience by providing value. So we're going to combine those together as one area. Number two, okay, so now we are we are providing more value, getting people to our blog, growing our audience and all that stuff, growing your email list faster, all right? You know, when, when I look at blogging, I look at it from everything from getting people there to getting them on your list all the way to the third area, which is making more money. So if you are interested in that, make sure to stick around till the end because I'm going to give you seven tips, seven ways that you can make more money with your blog. So in terms of becoming a better blogger, these are the three areas. And we're going to dive into area number one, section one of this episode, attracting a larger audience and providing more value. How do we do that? All right. Tip number one. Are you ready for it? Oh, by the way, I just want to emphasize 21 tips. Don't go feeling like some, you know, superhero saying, hey, Leslie mentioned 21 tips. I'm going all in on these 21 tips. No, no, no. Don't do it. Don't do it. 
Not even me. I mean, I, I don't have all these 21 tips down and I've been doing it for over 10 years. So just 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 decide that okay, I'm gonna listen to all of these. I'm gonna pick maybe two or three. I'm gonna work on those two or three things. And you know, once I have it down, maybe I'll come back to this episode at becomeablogger.com slash three five nine and I'll pick up another two or three tips and then I'll implement these. So this is this is something that's gonna last for a while. All right, so don't feel overwhelmed or anything of that sort. Just calm, calm down, relax, and let's get into tip number one. Tip number one. This one is kind of fundamental to blogging, especially you know if you're building a business and all that kind of stuff. You want to get clarity on your audience's pain. Now, this is one of the first things that I emphasize when I am teaching people how to become a blogger. If you're a part of the coaching club, you're going to go through some activities and all that stuff where we're going to talk about, hey, what is your audience struggling with? You want to think about it from their perspective. You know, when I started my biology blog, uh, my biology blog was focused on university students that were taking upper level biology. And I know they were struggling to pass their class. They were struggling to pass physiology. They were struggling to understand these concepts that this intelligent professor is 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 you know speaking and it sounds like he or she is speaking a foreign language and they're like man I just gotta pass this class so that I could become the doctor that I always wanted to become or something along those lines right because I understood their pain I could do stuff to help them and we know that people are gonna be more likely to take action based on a pain that they're experiencing a problem that they need solved than they will of you know a, a, a positive goal that they have. Unfortunately, that's the way things are. Um, so you want to be thinking about it from their perspective. What are they struggling with? And a, a way to do this is if you already have an audience, you can you can conduct an audience survey. You can ask them what they're struggling with. What is their biggest problem related to passing their physiology class? What is their biggest problem related to, to providing meals for their family? What is their biggest problem related to whatever niche you are in? Now, if you don't have an audience, how in the world do you figure out what they are struggling with? Well, fortunately, even though you don't have an audience, there are many other people that have audiences that have done this research and you can check out the kind of content that they are creating. You can go in the Facebook groups uh, related to your niche and see what kinds of questions are people asking. You want to know what they're struggling with so that you can move on to point number two. Don't, don't, don't underestimate the value of doing this one thing. Get clarity on your audience's pain. That is number one. Let's move on to number two. Once you have clarity on their pain, I want you to focus your content on solving those problems, helping them solve those, that, that, the, those pain points that they have, the things that you know from your research, from your survey, from, from what you're finding in, 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 in um, the, the Facebook groups that you're searching in. You want to start creating the content that is focusing on that pain. You want to create resources to help them. If they are struggling to pass their biology class, you may, you know, you may create a con content just helping them. You know, how do you study for your biology classes? That's exactly what I created for my lead magnet. My lead magnet was something like seven tips to help you pass your physiology class. 
Once you understand what their pain point is and what problems they are struggling with, you can start focusing the content that you create on solving those problems. That's tip number two. Tip number one, get clarity on your audience's pain. Tip number two, focus your content on solving those problems. And tip number three, how do you become a better blogger when it comes to attracting a larger audience and providing more value? Tip number three is this, go deeper. Like, go deeper. Go above and beyond what other people are doing. You know, in uh, episode number 351 at becomeablogger.com slash 351, I, I wrote a blog post. In, I mean, I did a podcast episode on how to write a blog post that rocks. And I really go into diving into how you can, how you can really create content that provides a ton of, of value. If you can go a little deeper, you know, there was a time where everyone was talking about, you know, just doing these top lists. uh, And and like this, this post that I'm doing right now, this episode that I'm doing right now is an example of like, you know, a bunch of tips, right? But what if I were to take one of these tips and go much deeper in how to do that? And that's exactly what I do with a, a number of the things that I do. For example, creating resource centers. I, you know, I educate people on building their email list and using GetResponse and using Drip and these different services. Well, I've created extensive resource centers with a bunch of videos and content to help them know how to use these platforms like deeper than anything else that I saw out there. So how can you go deeper? than the other people in your niche are going? And how can you go deeper than you've been going? If you've been, you know, kind of, you know, addressing topics at a surface level, go deeper, provide more value, go deeper, go deeper, go deeper, all right? Create resource centers, create those, you know, um, uh, 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 um, epic posts that just go into all of the details of what they need to know about that specific topic. Go deeper. Tip number four. I just realized that tip number four that I have here says tip number two. So I actually have eight tips. So you're going to get a bonus tip in this one. And that's all right. I I hope you don't mind getting more value. I hope you don't mind me going deeper. (laughs) All right. Uh, Tip number. So this would be tip number four. Tell more stories. You know, there's a, I don't know who said this, but I've always heard it. Facts tell, stories sell. You know, stories have a way of drawing people in. People identify with stories better and they remember stories better. So how can you tell stories in your content? How can you begin your podcast episodes with a story or your blog posts with a story? If you can do that, and especially if that story focuses on your audience's pain, they're going to be more likely to identify with it. So you can tell your story. You can tell the stories of people in your community, people in your audience. Doing that will help the, the, the reader, the viewer, the, 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 the listener to identify with the content even more rather than just you know a bunch of facts, a bunch of information or anything of that sort. You will notice that as I go through this, I will tell you about, you know, when I launched my biology blog and some of the things that I was thinking 
of at the time and so on. And when I did this and you're integrating stories so that it's not just some boring lecture on what you should be doing, right? So, so tell more stories. And a big part of that is just telling your story and sharing your journey. That right there is so powerful. So that's tip number four. Let's go to tip number five. Add a new form of content. Now, maybe you've been blogging and all you've been doing is writing. Writing is great. Or maybe you have a podcast and all you've been doing is talking. <laughs> talking is great. Or maybe you have a YouTube channel and all you've been doing is creating videos. And that's great as well. But if if you add another one, that actually gives you the ability to reach a, a different subset of your audience, the people that man, they, they don't want to read your, your extensive blog post, but you know they have a long commute and they would love to listen to you while they're going to work, while they're coming back from work, while they're cleaning the house, while they're doing the dishes or whatever the case might be. They can listen to you. This opens you up to a potential uh, new audience. And that is extremely powerful. By adding videos, now you can post them on YouTube and, 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 and you can start building an audience over there and sending them over to your blog. Adding a new form of content that diversifies your content, it opens you up to a potential, uh, a wider audience because now you can, you can be in a different platform in a different way. So add a new form of content to what you are already doing. Tip number six, perfect your craft. Tip number six, perfect your craft. Rather than, you know, just saying, okay, I write and that's it. If, can you learn to write better? Can you learn to tell better stories? Can you do a better job at audio production? Can you do a better job at video storytelling, right? If you're, if you're doing videos, why not up your video game and take courses on how to tell better stories using video. You're going to impress your audience more and they're going to be more likely to share your content because, man, you're doing such a great job with this content that you are creating. I think we often get lazy, right? We, 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 let's say we're creating content for a while and it's working for us. We're growing an audience. We just stick with what we're doing. But you never know how much you can improve that content and what that can do to help you grow your audience faster. All right? So perfect your craft. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to be perfect. When I say perfect, I'm talking about a, an ongoing process, right? A, a process of improving. Maybe I should say improve your craft. But I like perfect because because we're, it's like we're striving towards something, right? And maybe we'll never ultimately reach there, but we're going to continue to grow. So perfect your craft. Number seven, number seven here is focus on community building. You know, when blogs first started, um, it was a it was a one-way thing, right? Where you post content um, and it was a complicated process. You, 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 you use your HTML skills to format that content and you post it there and people come to your blog and they check it out and they're like, okay, this is great content. And then, you know, they started rolling out comments and it became like a two-way conversation. Now, in 2019, it's all 
all about building community. Community. I, I, how do, <laughs> I stumbled over that word there. Community. It's all about building community. It's all about not just you connecting with your audience and they connecting with you, but it's about them connecting with each other other. You know, there's a great resource on this. I am so pumped about this book that I'm going through right now. It's by a good friend of mine, uh, Pat Flynn. It's called Super Fans. Listen to me. Listen to me. If you've never, if you haven't read this book, right now, this is the number one book I recommend. If you're a blogger, get the book. All right? If, you know, this, is, this is maybe another action Step, another tip that you can take away. Get this book, Superfans by Pat Flynn. I'm not recommending it just because we're friends. I'm recommending it because I'm reading through this book and I'm getting all these little tips that I could use that are in off in many ways very simple, but I can see how powerful and effective they are. And I can see why he's as successful as he is today. It's not just by chance. It's because he did specific things. So I want to I wanna recommend this wholeheartedly check it out super fans anyhow um focus on community building you you involve your audience in the process i'll tell you something that i'm doing right now um Right now, I am really focusing on helping my wife to, to grow her platform. Uh, and she's a musician. She's a, a choir director. And we're going to be doing uh, videos weekly and so on. But I want it to be, we, we want it to be not just her creating content. We want it to be building community, right? So what I've been doing over the last, you know, weekend is posting on Facebook and getting people engaged. This morning I posted, hey, I'm trying to come up with some ideas that we of what we can do slightly different from what other people are doing uh, besides, you know, just having a different feel to the music. Uh, I'm looking for ideas to make it interactive or ideas to make it, you know, seriously impactful. And people are chiming in and giving all kinds of great suggestions. For example, Aisha um, uh, commented maybe creating polls where viewers can vote on what she sings next. I thought that was a great idea. And now this is something that we can do at the end of our videos. And Aisha was a part of that process in terms of helping me to helping us to come up with really cool things that we can do. Another one from Gerald. Um, this is what he he recommended. Now I'm I'm sharing this for a reason. He said, outside of taking requests from the audience, which is great, I document the process too. Show some of the steps being taken, answer why certain things are being done, show the difficulty of building a career in music while having a family, you know, travel, home responsibilities, etc. Let other mom see how they can do it too and just show them how awesome of a human she is the music is one side the personal ministry from such a genuinely good human being is the other people will connect with both looking forward to it now when i read that comment i was like man this is gold this is like the pinnacle of the stuff that i teach right <laughs> people uh the the, the the just the way you can involve people and get them connected with the content that you're creating but in doing this in posting this way on youtube in getting suggestions we're involving the community that we're now just starting to build it's a, it's got, it, 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 i i find it to be very very exciting all right so how can you focus on building community 
do that in the content that you are creating. All right, so that was tip number seven. And as I mentioned, I got to give you a bonus tip. And what I'm realizing right now is that my battery is dying. So I got to plug in really quick. Hold on one second. I'm sorry. This is so unprofessional. Okay, okay. I'm plugged in. <laughs> you know, somebody else would have edited that out, but I don't edit, so... <laughs> What you get is what you get. All right. All right. Let's move on. What number was that? That was number seven. Focus on community building. All right. Uh, number eight, because you're getting a bonus tip in this category, uh, in this section. Improve your networking. Improve your networking. I think we underestimate the power of networking when it comes to building your blog. By connecting with other people in your industry, that opens up the world of opportunity, the world of possibility. You can do this by interviewing people and getting other perspectives. You can do this by, you know, um, guest posting on other blogs. You can do this by, and this is the number one thing that has helped to grow my blogging career attending events and connecting with people in person, shaking hands, going out for, for lunch and, and talking about family and life and business and all that kind of stuff. The relationships that come from that, you'd be surprised at how that can help you to grow and expand your blogging career and impact. The collaborations that can come from this, extremely, extremely powerful. So tip number eight, improve your networking. That's your bonus tip for today. I don't know if there are any other bonus tips. We'll see if my uh, numbering was off anywhere else. <laughs> Section number two, growing your email list faster. Yes, you've heard me say it many times if you've been listening to me for a while. Your email list is one of your most valuable assets as a blogger. So as a blogger who wants to become a better blogger, growing that list will help you to do so many things so much better if you do it right. So how can you grow your email list just a little bit faster or a lot faster? Tip number one, Create a better lead magnet. <laughs> Create a better lead magnet. Now, I want to, listen, okay, so if I come to your blog, and when I come to your blog, what I see is um, sign up for email updates. Yeah, you just lost me. Like, you know what I don't need in life? More email. I don't know if you're with me on that, but more email is not that thing. You know, I don't see myself going to bed at night and thinking to myself, oh, man, if only I had more emails in my inbox. No, absolutely not. Nobody wants that. Anybody got, anybody got time for that? <laughs> so create a lead magnet, or if you don't have one, or if you do have one, what about creating something a bit better? Um, can you create a utility? What do I mean by that? Um, can you create something that people can use on a daily basis or an ongoing basis? One of the things that I did, for example, is I have my content calendar spreadsheet, um, and you can use that to plan out your content. Now, if you're using that to plan out your content, you're using that on an ongoing basis, and since you're using it on an ongoing basis, it has my information, my blog, my logo there, and so on, and you can click through to check out my site. You are 
constantly being exposed to my brand. And I think that's a great thing. Now, it doesn't have to be a spreadsheet. It could be something else. It could just be, you know, think about something that you would sell as a course or sell as a resource. What if you were to create that and give it away for free? I know there's there's a lot of, of, of talk about creating something very simple, and I think that's great. You're getting started, you're trying to grow your email list, and you want something simple that, that isn't overwhelming, that people can sign up for. And even if you've been blogging for a while and you still want something simple that isn't overwhelming, that can be a great thing. But creating something that is, you know, just a little more valuable, that can be a great thing as well. So create a better lead magnet. Tip number one, for growing your email list just a little faster, if not a whole lot faster. Tip number two, create another lead magnet. So yeah, I said create a better lead magnet, but create another lead magnet. Here's what I know for sure. You have a target audience, your ideal customer, your ideal community member. And here's the thing, even with that well-defined ideal community member, they're not all going to be the same. And they're not all going to be looking for the same thing. They're not all going to have the same pain points and and the same problems but they might still all fit into your audience now take my blog for example i teach people how to blog right and how to become a better blogger which is what this episode is all about now i have a a a free course called from idea to blog you can check it out at from idea to blog.com now that's teaching you how to get started with your blog and that's great, right? If you're just getting started with your blog. But what if you already have a blog? And what if you already are making money? Maybe you're making a full-time income with your blog. Are you still in my audience? Absolutely. You might be listening to this right now and saying, yeah, I don't need to know how to start a blog. I am, I'm, I'm making six figures with my blog. But you're still listening, all right? Now, if the only resource that I have is this hey, idea to blog thing, you will never get on my email list even though you are a, a great potential person f- to be a part of, part of my community. You're already a part of my community, right? So that's why I have things like my content calendar spreadsheet for people that want to plan out their content. Now, whether you're a beginner or you're at advanced, having my content ca- calendar spreadsheet can help you to plan out your content. And you can check that out at bloggingspreadsheet.com. Um, but yeah, having that as a resource gives me another reason or gives someone else a, another reason to get on my email list. And what, you know, I have another resource, my UTM tracking spreadsheet, right? For people that want to track, you know, the, 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 you know, where traffic is coming from to their blog specifically. For example, they post a link on Facebook and they want to know, hey, the link that I posted on, you know, uh, uh, September 5th, that sent 52 clicks to my blog. And of that, seven people i'm here trying to think of numbers on the spot (laughs) seven people sign up to my email list and two people bought my course well you could use my utm tracking spreadsheet in order to organize all of that and to make it happen right so by having these different resources you you make it possible to grow your audience faster because Different parts of your audience have different problems that they need solved. And if you can create multiple resources, multiple lead magnets, you're going to be more likely to attract those different people. So that's tip number two, one and two. Number one, 
create a better lead magnet. Number two, create another lead magnet. Tip number three, make your opt-in a prominent feature. Uh, I visited a blog the other day and I had to dig to find the, 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 where I could sign up to their email list. That's not what you want. You want your opt-in to be prominent because, once again, your email list is one of your most valuable assets. And as a valuable asset, you want people to know that it exists. <laughs> you want people to know that that, that that better lead magnet that you have, that free resource is available and they don't have to hunt to find it. They need it, right? They need the stuff that they need the value that you have, the value that you provide. So make it easy. Have it above the fold. What do I mean by that? People don't have to scroll in order to see it. Put it right there at the top. Include it in the top position in your sidebar. Don't include it under a bunch of ads and then a bunch of links to different posts and a, a banners and all kinds of stuff. No, make that prominent. On your homepage, you know, when you land on, when someone lands on your homepage, this is one of the, the most frequently visited sites, uh, pages on your site, right? So on your homepage, can you make that a prominent feature? Give it a larger area of your blog, all right? Make your opt-in form a prominent feature. Tip number four, add a pop-up. Did I just make you feel icky inside the pop-up thing? Because you, you always, you're thinking about all those pop-ups that you see all over the internet and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I used to hate pop-ups too. I used to hate pop-ups. Until I kept hearing people saying, you got to have a pop-up. You got to have a pop-up. You got to have a pop-up. And I tried a pop-up and it increased my, my sign-ups by over 500%. All of a sudden, I love pop-ups. <laughs> Because more people were getting on my email list. So more people were getting the opportunity to learn about the content that I'm providing, the value that I provide, more people got exposed to that. And as a result of that, more people are coming back to my blog. And as a result of that, more people are building successful blogs. If I didn't have that pop-up, they might not have been on my list. They might not have join the coaching club. They might not have made progress on a big goal that they've had or, or overcome a big hurdle that they've been dealing with when it comes to growing their blogging business. So, you know, pop-ups, they work. You don't want them to be super annoying, and, and it's one of the reasons I recommend using exit intent technology. In other words, when someone comes to your blog and they're browsing your content, they don't see your pop-up. But when they're getting ready to leave, all of a sudden, it pops up. I love this because it's less annoying and it works. Most of my sign-ups actually come from my pop-ups. So if I didn't have my pop-up, I would have a much smaller list. So add a pop-up to your blog. If you don't like the idea, just test it out. See if it makes a difference. The resource that I recommend for this is called Thrive Leads. Uh, that's at becomeablogger.com slash Thrive Leads. That is my affiliate link. Um, but why I like it is because it has all of the features of, like, every feature that I could think about that I would need for a pop-up or that I would want for a pop-up, it has it, and you don't have to pay a monthly fee for it. And I think that is awesome. So tip number four, add a pop-up. Tip number five, 
Create a landing page for your lead magnets. Yes, it's great to have those forms on your site. It's great to have, you know, a pop-up and all that stuff. It's great to have, you know, even you could do like slide-in forms and that kind of stuff. But what if you want to send someone directly to a place where they can sign up with no distractions. Well, then you create a landing page for your lead magnet. The beauty of this is that you have a single focus. When I come to your landing page, if you go to uh, from idea to blog uh, or blogger um, bloggingspreadsheet.com, it's going to take you to a landing page that has been that have been created specifically for the purpose of telling people about the free resource and getting them to sign up. There are no other distractions. Or the, the, on the idea to blog, there are some links in the navigation, but it, it's, it's a focused and dedicated page, one that I could share on social media, one that I could uh, direct you to in the podcast. All of that helps. It helps because I can send you directly to the place where you can get the resource, and that's going to increase the chances that you will actually sign up. So, Create a landing page for your lead magnets. Don't just have the forms. Have specific landing pages, separate pages with a single focus of getting them on your email list by letting them know about the value you provide in that free lead magnet. Let's move on to tip number six related to growing your email list faster. And that is this. Segment your list and send more relevant content. Once again, not everyone that checks out your stuff are going to be on the same page. Not every one of your subscribers are looking for the same thing. And if I'm an advanced blogger that signed up to learn your advanced blogging tips and all you're sending me is these beginner things, after a while, what am I going to do? Unsubscribe. Because I don't care for this. Because I don't need this. I might think you're awesome, but... This is not what I'm looking for. So by segmenting your list and tagging them appropriately and using automation to to send people exactly what they are looking for, you're going to keep more people on your email list. Now, part of growing your email list is getting new subscribers. But part of growing your email list is keeping the old subscribers. Because if you gain 10 subscribers and lose 9, you only gain 1. And nobody wants that. <laughs> so you want, to, you want to send people what they are looking for. And by segmenting your list and by sending them more relevant content, they're going to be happier. They're going to stick around longer. They're going to fall in love with you because you're so awesome and you are so helpful and you are providing them with the value that they are looking for. And tip number seven, last tip for growing your email list faster on a journey to becoming a better blogger is use Glock apps for better email deliverability. Glock apps, what's that, right? Um, Is that like a a bunch of applications? No, it's a service. Go to glockapps.com, G-L-O-C-K-A-P-P-S.com 
And when you go there, you're going to see that what they allow you to do is test your emails before sending them. Now, here's one of the unfortunate things that we have to deal with. You, you grow your email list. People get on your email list and you say, hey, this person wants my stuff. So I'm going to send them my stuff. So you send them your stuff. And when you send it to them, it goes to spam or it goes to their other inbox, the, the, the promotions tab and all that stuff. And what happens as a result of that? They never see it. So if they never see your email, it's like they never got your email. And that's no good, right? So you want to increase your success. Uh, one of the services that you can use is called Glock Apps. And what that will allow you to do is you send your email to their email. Like you add a, like a certain number of uh, emails that they give you to your email list. And you can test your emails first by sending it to those email addresses. All right. And when you do that, it will tell you, hey, this is going to go to the promotions tab. This is going to go here. This is not going to reach the inbox. You need to make some changes. And then you can make those changes and then test it. And when you see, hey, this one is getting to the inboxes, you can send that to your email list. All right. So it's a way of just checking beforehand whether it's going to reach the inbox or not on all of the major email marketing, I mean, email service providers. All right. So, Glock Apps is a really cool service. Uh, I use it whenever I have a, a, a very important email to send out. I send it to Glock Apps first. So that is, those are my seven tips on how to grow your email list faster. Now we got to talk about making money because you want to make some money. You want to make some money with your blog. So how do we do it? Seven tips for making more money with your blog. Tip number one, most important tip. This is tip number one, tip number zero. It's the first, the most fundamental, the most important tip of all of the other tips. So listen carefully. If you're distracted right now, just, you know, stop whatever you're doing and focus on the sound of my voice. As soon as I say that, I hear my daughter screaming. <laughs> that was very ironic. Anyhow, tip number one. Change your mindset related to selling. I'm going to say that again. Change your mindset related to selling. This is one of the biggest problems I see with bloggers. This has been one of my biggest problems. And, you know, people feel like selling is icky. They, they think about a, a used car salesman that, that is very pushy and very whatever it is we don't like, right? So we feel bad about selling. I want you to change that mindset because selling is a way of exchanging value for value. That is what selling is. Why would you want to hold back value from your audience? If you have a resource that can help them, sell it to them. Why sell it to them and not give it away for free? Because people are going to take it more seriously if they have to invest. Do you know that when we spend money investing in ourselves, we are way more likely to take action? So if I've created my coaching club, for example, that has all of these courses and resources, and you can come on and ask me questions and get a video response and all that good stuff, and I say, you know what? This is so good. I want to give it away to people. I'm doing them a disservice. Because I'm going to give it away, people are going to say, oh, this is so amazing. I can't believe you're giving it away for free. And because you're giving it away for free, this thing must be crap. And I'm not going to log in again because whatever, I get distracted with life. But if you have to invest money 
you're going to be more likely to take it seriously. And quite frankly, the more people have to invest, the more seriously they take it. When I have one-on-one coaching clients that are paying me $1,000 a month, they are way more likely to be successful. And they're way more likely to be successful partly because you know of the support that I give them. But quite frankly, it's more so because, man, I'm investing $1,000 a month. I'm going to listen to what he has to say. I am going to take the steps that I need to take so that I can justify paying this $1,000 a month. Listen, change your mindset related to selling. That's one of the biggest hurdles so many of us, so many good people have. Let's fix that. That's number one. Number two, make it clear what you have to offer. <laughs> you know, you know one, of, one, of the, one of the most annoying comments that I've gotten, um, uh, and not annoying from the people, but annoying from myself. I remember getting emails in the past where people would, so I, I remember there was one email in particular. Man, Leslie, um, I love your content, but I wish there were, you know, there were a, 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 a service that I could sign up for where they gave me, you know, access to courses that teach me everything that I need to know about blogging. I can get on coaching calls and, and, and speak to the creator, you know, directly and get his or her input and what I have to do and such and such. And the dude went to describe exactly what I did, saying that he wished that they were something like that. What does that tell me? It tells me that I'm doing a terrible job <laughs> at letting people, or I was doing a terrible job at letting them, letting people know that I do have this valuable resource to offer because I was not making it clear. I wasn't talking about it enough. I wasn't, uh, it wasn't prominently featured on my blog. It wasn't in my emails or anything of that sort. It's like you have to work to find out that you had to work to find out that I had this resource available. And, and I've had a number of clients inside my coaching club that have even recently somebody said, you know, she sent out a promotion at, of her book or I forgot what the resource was. I think it was a book and people would reply, we had no idea you had a book, <laughs> you know, make it clear that you actually have value to offer and put that in front of people's face. I'm not saying be the pushy used car salesman that we don't like to hear about. No, but if you have value, let people know, hey, this value is something that you can get. Make it clear what you have to offer. Tip number three. Tip number three. One of the one of the the, the, the beautiful things about online marketing and blogging and building a business online and all that good stuff um, is something that you always hear, right? Making money in your sleep, right? You can make money while sleeping. And I think people underestimate how much work it takes to 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 be able to make money while you sleep. But there's one thing you can do to make money while you sleep, and that is creating a funnel. If you don't have a if you have something to sell and you don't have a funnel in place to sell it on autopilot, you are missing out on money. I know this because I didn't have a funnel for a while, and the only time I would get people to sign up to my coaching club is whenever I did a big promotion because I didn't have a way to sell on autopilot. So create an email funnel. 
create a funnel that has a sequence of emails that introduce that provides value and also introduces people to your products, your services, and all that good stuff. When they sign up for your email list, are they just signing up and getting that welcome email, or are they signing up and then going through a series of emails that take them on a journey from casual subscriber? to a subscriber that loves what you're doing because they're getting value, to a subscriber that is considering becoming a customer, to a subscriber that has just bought your first and your second and whatever products you have to sell. So create a funnel. Tip number four actually goes along with this. This is something that I started doing a few months ago and it's actually working and I love how it's working. Leverage the concept of urgency. Here's what I know. And here's what the data shows. If you tell people they can buy anytime, they're going to be more likely to not buy at any time. (laughs) There has to be a sense of urgency. There has to be a way to say, hey, you need to buy this now because dot, dot, dot. That could be a time-sensitive discount. It could be a a time-sensitive offer where if you sign up by such and such a date, you get a certain bonus. Um, This is, there's a a, a service that I started using a few months ago that's called Deadline Funnels. And what that will allow you to do is create a deadline in your funnel, which makes the name make sense, (laughs) right? You You can take people through a funnel that is customized to them and say, hey, you know, you sign up on day one between day four and seven, I'm going to send you a special offer. And if you sign up within that time, you're going to get access to this special offer or you're going to get this special discount or whatever that thing is. So leverage the concept of urgency to, to motivate people to take action and getting the value that you have to provide. Tip number five, we only got three more tips and then we're going to wrap this up. Tip number five, write better sales copy. Write better sales copy. The words that are on the, on the, on the screen, the, uh, on the page, when people are reading about the awesome product you have, the awesome service that you provide, do a better job at writing that for the sale. Now, how do you do this? Well, you can actually hire a professional copywriter. That's what I did for my coaching club sales page. I hired someone and she, you know, interviewed me. She checked out all of my resources and then she wrote my copy in my voice. And then when I saw it, I was very impressed. And that is what I'm using for the sales page of my blog. Or you can take a copywriting course. My my good friend Ray Edwards at rayedwards.com has his copywriting academy. He opens it a few times a year, I think. Um, um, but it's a great resource. There are a number of resources out there to help you write better copy. And when I say write better copy, what I mean is make it more compelling. Make it tell a better story of why this person should be investing in your product or service. So tip number five, write better copy. Tip number seven, find strategic partners. Find strategic partners. This goes all the way back to section one, the last tip where I was talking about improving your networking. Strategic partners are people that can help you accomplish your goals. Um, 
you can work together to, to promote your product. So, for example, uh, I teach people how to blog. Uh, and one of the things that I did uh, uh, last year, I think it was, was I, I had a client that is a coaching client that has a homeschooling blog. Well, her audience is a bunch of homeschooling mothers. And one of the things that homeschooling mothers are looking for, or some of them at least, a way to make some money while being at home, right? So I did a webinar for her and that webinar went over very well and a number of people in her audience signed up for my coaching club. And it's because of that strategic partnership, all right? And because it's a partnership, of course, it's an affiliate arrangement and she gets a commission. She's still getting a commission every single month from the promotion that we did way back then, all right? So you can find strategic partners that can help you to promote your stuff. You can find strategic partners that where you can promote their stuff and get a commission, but that partnership, that connection, that networking, all of that stuff can provide so much value to your audience, their audience, and it can be mutually beneficial. I'm going to give you one more tip because we're going to go for tip number seven. All right? You ready for this one? Experiment with webinars. Webinars for me have been the number one way, the most successful thing I've done to get a, a bunch of people into any program that I've done over a short period of time. Be and the reason why they work is because you provide so much value in one sitting, right? Instead of them having to go through a bunch of your content, they sit with you for 45 minutes, an hour, they get tons of value, they experience your teaching style and all that stuff, and they want more, and you have more, and you can provide that more to them. So try experimenting with webinars, because you never know. It may work for you. Now, you may be thinking, yeah, but I have a program that doesn't make sense for webinars. Maybe it doesn't. But maybe it does. And you can experiment with it. The worst that can happen is nothing, right? And that's the way I look at a lot of things, right? If the worst that can happen is nothing, then what's the best that can happen? Well, maybe I sell a bunch of stuff. Experiment. Experiment is what I'm saying. Remember, I'm not telling you these 21, well, now 22 tips just to, just to, to, to push you to do all 22. It's about deciding where do I want to focus? What can I do right now that's going to help me to have a better impact, become a better blogger, grow my, uh, grow my audience, grow my email list, grow my income? So choose one and make it happen. Now, what I want to know is what are you going to work on? Like which tip? The 22 to choose from, right? So which one or two or three are you going to focus on? Come on over to becomeablogger.com slash 359, the show notes for this episode, and let me know. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> and of course, if, if you are that person that is just getting started with your blog and you want some help, you want that extra hand-holding, you want to look over my shoulder and have me show you exactly what to do, what to click, what to press, what to tap, what to do, whatever, to make it happen, how to get this blog up and running, how do you decide on a niche and how do you take that now and, and, and turn it into a blog and start creating content and create a plan for building your business online. Head on over to from idea to blog.com and check it out. And if you want to take it to the next level, you want to be coached by me. 
you want to get some 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 extra hand holding you want to get custom video responses to every single question you have related to blogging bloggercoaching.com that's my coaching club i spoke about it a few times on this episode and i'd love to have you and love to help you on your journey that's pretty much it for this episode it's leslie samuel here from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time until next time take care and god bless <laughs>